0: This is a flow to inspire, inspire. vibe hard, hard. lift Lift back. This is a moment to inspire, inspire. Inspire. Your soul shine, shine, expand. expand. This is a flow flow to inspire, inspire. this is SolaSana Vibes. Coming at you so smooth, we're gonna beat me like a jazz. Hello, hello, welcome to SolaSana Vibes. Today I am so excited to be hanging out with my girl Nicole Martin and you all may know her from Taurus Moon Jewelry and the Monarch Collective. Hi Nicole. Hi.
1: How are you doing today? Today I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) Yay. Okay, good. How about you? I
0: am great. I taught yin this morning, Um, hung out with the kids, cruising. Yeah, everything's really good. Nice. So, um, well, I'm really excited because I have known Nicole for ten years. I met you right before you were about to get married, and
1: I remember I that. I still remember where I met you at the beach. Yeah, yeah, at the Cove. I was there with yes. Katie, and you got there, and I remember. Um, <laughs> I just remember her being topless. Oh, Katie. Yes. 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 We had a friend.
0: She was a wild one. We love her.
1: Yeah. No, but I just remember, like, she literally, like, popped her head up and introduced you topless, and you're literally, like, kind of, like, looking down the whole (laughs) time and looking at me, and, like, do I shake her hand? Do we address the (laughs) elephant in the room? Yeah. It was um, a funny interaction.
0: I love that. Um, Well, that is so cool because, okay, so we met. I hadn't even met my husband. It was pre-kids pre-jewelry, pre-everything that you're doing. And same with me. So that is why I'm so excited to talk to you because you have so much, you've been on such a journey and I'd love to hear the story and like how it all unfolded for you. Because when I first
1: met you, were you at La Tarte or you were still at Casanova? I was probably still at Casanova on the weekends. Even after I started working for Lisa, I still kept my I guess you could say day job over at the restaurant, just as a social thing. You know, it took me a while to let let that go. Yeah, great girl. Uh, still, all of our friends. Oh, oh, yeah, exactly. So, From you there. know, closest friends, mm-hmm. you know, that I've ever made in my life, I met at Casanova. So yeah, places like that. And actually, it's really funny because one of my other closest friends was the girlfriend of one of my husband's closest friends who I met there, and <sighs> they're still to this day, yeah, two of our best friends. Wow. So cool. Yeah, and then.
0: How did you end up at La Tarte?
1: Well, I guess long story short, um, when I was working in LA, I was working in the fashion industry. At that point, right before I left, I was working in the shoe niche, which lots of niches there. <laughs> I tackled quite a few of them. But after that, I got here and I just kind of thought, you know what? I was giving up that story of my life in terms of fashion. I thought, Maui doesn't have an industry. What am I going to do here? And I just. Because you moved here how long ago? it'll be 13 years in november yeah Uh right on yeah so but when i got here i had been working probably since college you know in la for i don't even know how many years at that point maybe like through college four or five years Mm -hmm. so i sort of got here just knowing that like all right that part of my career is over you know i'm not going to find anything and i remember walking through paella one day and i'm in a little boutique and i see a label first I see this really cute swimsuit and I was like oh my god it's adorable and I have the label and it says made on Maui and I'm like wait what Ooh. what wait, like
0: what is this
1: it, it really <laughs> was like a light went off of like oh wait a minute I'm on an island wait a minute there's another industry out here wait mm-hmm. a minute there's a designer here she lives here I reached out to her and the rest is history I started working for her a little in her design office and she'd already had the store underway at that point point. and then as soon as the store opened I just sort of streamlined right over. And you were there for a while. Yeah,
0: almost eight years. Eight years. Yeah. Wow, that is a long time. So you were managing
1: it by the end. Well, I started managing it actually more in the beginning. Um, we lost our manager after about a year and then I moved over from the design office to working and took over the managing job when she lost her manager. Wow, okay, very cool. And then I gave up managing when I had my first, I had my first born.
0: Mila
1: Mila yes
0: so for those of you who aren't familiar with Taurus Moon and you should be and you could go follow it right now on Instagram at Taurus Moon right not at Taurus Moon Jewelry just at Taurus Moon I think it's at Taurus Moon Jewelry Yeah, it is at Taurus Moon Jewelry
1: same with the website it's kind of a pain especially when it's in your your email address adding the jewelry on the end no but that's good because
0: now we know what it is but what I resonate so much with your jewelry is how high vibrational and spiritually connected each of your pieces are oh, and you, you use beautiful crystals and I can just
1: feel the love that you put into each piece I'm kind of a psycho about it so it's kind of funny that you know here we are talking about intention but yet if I'm in like a mood or if I have you know like a day where I'm not quite up I refuse to make I refuse to be oh, a creator that day and it's I have an assistant and she's under the same policy if we are having like any kind of whatever I will say put your tools down let's wait until we work this out I just want to make sure that everybody you know when you're in my studio if you're creating, if you're working, that we're just coming from a place of high intention and it's mindful Mindful, vibes. everything good juju into Everything every translates, everything transfers and when I get people who come back to me especially repeat people, it's my favorite thing I think when people tell me that they um, that my jewelry makes them feel so good because sometimes you know I'm not expecting anybody to be able to put their finger on why they feel good just, but you know. Just that it, yes. Mm-hmm. Just that they know that there's something there that does feel good, tells me that there's something healing about it.
0: And that's such a good reminder, too, that we're all connected because your intention and your energy transmits to your pieces, and then that now is being received by who's ever wearing it. Right. it's so cool. Yeah. So, okay, so now let's go. So you're at Letarte. Now you had Mila. Oh,
1: perfect.
0: How did you transition now from working at a bathing suit boutique to being the
1: creator of these magical pieces of jewelry that actually came by way of a mutual friend of ours carrie meyer yeah shout out to, yeah, carrie. Shout out to carrie we love you um, carrie i still remember one day we were working and she had these um rings on and i remember i kind of like grabbed her hand and i'm like you know playing well i was like those are cool where'd you get those and she just said i made them and i remember i looked at her i'm like what do you mean you made them yeah. What do you mean what, what, is that? Like, what does that mean? You didn't me? buy them? You well, made I was them? working when I was working in the industry, everything was mass produced. So Got I was it. working with factories in India and b- Brazil and God knows where else. So, you know, the the concept of actually hand making something, that was something that just really hadn't crossed my mind, even though I'd probably played around with little pieces of, you know, beading here and there, but never the concept of crafting metal, of mm. actually sitting there forging something. So cool. That was it was a light bulb went off mm-hmm. and I remember she said I'll keep you updated when there's a class again and I took at my the first, Huey. I did I took my first mm-hmm. class at the hooey and then I took another and then I took another and it just became sort of this you know little world I guess I started to live in even though I was working and you know still working on my you know getting married and having a family it was it felt natural yeah
0: so last week I interviewed Christina and Paul from Shanti Sound Healing. I think, I think you guys know each other. I think she. I wears, think I've met her. Yeah, yes, she's, they're yes. wonderful, both of them. And she was—I was asking her how they got into sound healing, and she said the first time that she experienced it herself, it just resonated so deeply for her. And then when she started taking classes on how to learn, it felt so natural. It's like almost like she was remembering yes. how to do it, not that not learning it and. Hearing you now speak, it sounds very similar. Um, you guys might hear some noises in the background. That's because we are in the Monarch Collective, which is a <laughs> boutique, and it's now Nicole's boutique, which we will get to. So sorry if you hear the noises. This is real and unfiltered, <laughs> raw soul, of vibes. But anyway, okay, so now we are but at no, the who? I, I do, I,
1: and I resonate exactly with what she said about that. You know, there was a sense of um, feeling like you're relearning something that you already know. You know, it's almost like when the first time I met my child, you're looking in a child's eyes. Mm -hmm. You just met this kid, but yet there's this... I met you somewhere before feeling. You know, you can't put your finger on it, but that was how making, you know, jewelry was for me, even though here I had been trying to find my niche in terms of creativity, knowing that I love trends and that I, you know, love, you know, just classic style and all these things are just sort of more of a a hobby to me, you know, and I tried making a career out of it. Now, all of a sudden, the idea of actually creating something with my own hands and working that idea into my line, yeah. Yeah. rest is history it just it just became fun it became fun so you started
0: you took these classes now it's a hobby you're making pieces for
1: friends and family and yourself no actually no No, I wasn't I was actually one of those people who really honed my craft I wasn't really I felt like I couldn't even show a lot of people it was really a big deal to let somebody in on showing them a piece Mm -hmm. that was like part of my heart space you know like all of a sudden I had an art I'd never really been an artist before. And you're showing your soul through your art. So the idea of putting myself up for criticism, that was a huge thing for me, and I did not do that easily. And I would have to say I'm kind of a perfectionist at heart, too. The idea of putting something out there that I wasn't really happy with was really hard for me to do. Instead, I decided to keep creating, keep mastering what I was doing, and in that process, I realized there were areas that I really wanted to be involved in within jewelry, one of them being working with gold filled which is sort of a unique metal you know it's been around a long time but people weren't really clear on what it is and it's gold but it's heat bonded to another layer and soldering with it is challenging let's just say if you're going to start to get into metal smithing so it it took a while just to learn how to do it there is no information out there there are no youtubes on gold fill there are no classes on gold fill so is that still the case it's pretty it's pretty high in the case. Yeah, I've considered putting You should make a course. I considered it. But yes. um to be honest, like once you kinda get a few of your things out, I'm like, eh, this would be the shortest course in history. It's really about repetition. You know? Mm. It's really about just practicing, practicing. a few mm-hmm. little things over and over and over again. And I guess that's what I meant by honing my craft. I kind of I knew that if I was gonna put something out there it had to be up to where even I would wear it.
0: Okay, so now you're practicing mm-hmm. and I remember did you take some time off from work when you were
1: in mom mode a little bit I went down to two days I gave days up my week. management shift. do you remember
0: when we went to um that walk by the airport and kind of we were with Mila and Riley I think I might have only had Sawyer and you were saying to me I really want to focus on my jewelry
1: Because you weren't working as much. Do you remember this? I probably. Well, it's funny because having kids really puts. I mean, time in perspective. Physical time. Yes. 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 You know, you start to realize before kids how much time you really had. Mm -hmm. You had this abyss of time so to speak to get everything done and you just sort of squandered some of it and then now all of a sudden you have your something that's taking your attention away from anything that you were doing for yourself before so you realize the time for yourself is so limited that you need to make really good use of it and And it's so valuable so so precious yes it's so precious you know the, the time with them all of a sudden because then they're growing fast and then the time to do what you want to do because it's very limited and sometimes it's even limited interrupted time and that interrupted time, I feel like, can make a person crazy, you know, when yes. you just want to complete a thought. In your yes. Head. Have a, you I know, know about that. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, yes. Well, it's funny because, you know, once you start believing that your thoughts are manifestations, you want to complete a, a thought. Having an interrupted thought almost feels like this sort of um, jump in vibration sometimes. Like oh, you, that's a good way
0: to, to... I don't even know if I'm uh, saying approach it. it. I'm, no, I, I get what you're saying. Right. So saying.
1: There's yeah. such a, a peacefulness in being able to just sort of have a complete thought, or for that matter, in being able to turn off your thoughts at a choosing, you know? And just flow without someone saying, Mommy, I need
0: this. <laughs> yes. Yes. So now, okay, so you're in mom mode, you're working on your craft, how did you, you're talking about your metal work, and then how did you bring in the crystals?
1: Well... I would say, um I've always collected crystals since I was a child, you know, um crystals, tarot, and just sort of having sort of you know a um i don't know like just connection to spirit or the occult at the time, oh, because okay. I would say spirit came later, okay, you know there was really more of like an interest in things more from um like psychics i mean i probably i don't even know what age i was when i saw my first psychic i, I can't even go back that far mm-hmm. tarot deck i think i had it been nine maybe ten when my mom oh, nice. she was not happy about yeah. it but she actually bought it for me which i remind her of all the time oh, that's you know cool. I was like, remember when you still was a devil worshiper technically you did encourage me so you yep. can't be that hard on me and that's you probably so didn't funny. fully believe it if you were the one who did the purchasing she's like oh it's a phase basically. She'll grow out of it. Yeah, yeah. Fast forward. Fast forward. Um, same with, yeah, with astrology too, just sort of like, you know, it was um, I want to say that was pushed forward even more with by taking astronomy classes because they've always touched on it a little bit. They felt like oh, well, there's some people in here, by the way, day one this isn't an astrology class but I'll touch on it for just a second you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, more please, more. Yeah. So, crystals, same sort of a thing. I felt like there was something a unique science, I guess you can say, to stones and their makeup and all these things. There's, it was all, it was always a science, you know, even quantum physics for that matter, you know. Mm, Before yeah. it was a spiritual thing, it was more of an interest from a science perspective. Oh, and then, cool. um, yeah, for me, I think I did have a big spiritual shift after my daughter was born, around 2012, which I know a lot of people talk about. That particular Lionsgate was huge, yes. and a lot of people awakened that year. I was one of them. 2012. Shout out to 2012. Shout out to 2012 for those of you who remember. Um, um, But yeah, I remember like kind of going from like a person while I was pregnant with my daughter who never in a million years would have been planning out how I wanted my birth plan to go to all of a sudden feeling a very strong shift of I cannot do a hospital birth. It has to be a home birth. Nobody understood where I was coming from because of the people I was surrounding myself with at the time. It wasn't a normal thing for me to even go that direction, but I felt so strongly to my intuition all of a sudden. Mm. Anyway, I would say that was when I probably became sort of obsessed with certain things, wanting them in my birth, you know, mm-hmm. wanting a certain type of, like, Clary Sage to be there, or wanting, you know, a specific type of, you know, um, amethyst, or, you know what I mean? Like, there, there were all these little things that I sort of felt like I was using to kind of create this scene of expectation and trying to manifest it. And then once and i having ha- more intention, more mindfulness, just creating everything to
0: enhance the experience.
1: Exactly. In the all most
0: highest vibration that you could.
1: Exactly. All of these things, you know, sort of were, they all work hand in hand. They're, you know, nature's miracles. Um, so now you are a mom, and you're playing with your jewelry,
0: you are getting in touch with your crystals, and then we were just saying how, you know, you were a little bit more. Um, holding your craft to yourself yeah. how did you then step into the confidence to now express yourself and offer it and then open
1: Taurus Moon? I I think with anything that you do, the longer you keep it to yourself the more itchy you start to feel Mm -hmm. you know, like there's a certain feeling of you're not quite fully representing yourself you know, like there's that contrast there between doing something because it feels good, like creating, mm-hmm. and then having something sitting there and that not feeling good. And well, because it's like becoming such an authentic part of you and right. if you're not sharing it, it's like, oh, you're not seeing the true me yet. Exactly, I have yeah. this thing. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think I see the way some people are doing that even with social media now where they're trying to be really authentic by putting out even some of their, you know, their negative moments, you yes. know, like, hi, I'm not perfect all the time. Yes, that's you know? a real shift right it's, now. It's a real shift right mm-hmm. now and I feel like that's shift was also happening for me then in the sense that I wasn't trying to be this person who was you know like scared of anybody's opinions anymore I'm like no I'm yes. a mom now I don't give an F like yes. I don't have time to give any F's like I gotta just be myself yes. and I don't have much time to yes. play around with you know these petty little thoughts oh, anymore I'm of right not being comfortable that. with myself good for you so, that's very inspiring for a minute I mean I feel like it was still a leap of faith because mm-hmm. you know you can try to shift but at the same time like some of these behaviors are really deep within us and it takes actually changing the behavior in order for me to really see that I'm making progress and then it took doing it again and doing it again mm-hmm. and eventually I started to see a pattern of you know response people would respond to things that I was doing in a positive way
0: because you were first putting yourself on Etsy right yeah, well, I I was, was it Etsy and the boutique at well, the same probably, time? probably, yeah. Talk Etsy a little bit the,
1: about the boutique for our listeners who,
0: who don't know where your first one is.
1: Oh, well, no, I didn't have that one yet. Sorry. So I would say, like, if you, go oh, you far, far back... Well, you were just putting...
0: You were putting stuff just in other boutiques yes. first. Yes. Yes. Okay. I was in okay, other boutiques it. first, right. and
1: I was probably doing that for a couple of years of just little boutiques online etsy people were coming to me for custom orders for different right. crystal things okay. you know i was really into photo shoots so i remember reaching out to models photographers and whatnot and then based on just a photo shoot it's funny how that type of networking can just start building interactions between people wanting custom orders the photo shoots were for what social media at that time or just for your uh, own? social media wasn't i mean it wasn't really it, as no it wasn't then. really that i want to say
0: that Just a creative outlet for you to see your stuff artistically? Content for Etsy. What were you using the pictures content for, for Etsy? I guess you can mm-hmm.
1: say oh your website Yeah, and making a line sheet, she, you know uh-huh. coming from again that LA background I definitely wanted to build a line sheet a website I kind of had all these ideas mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the way in which it's done to build a line Good. So even though here I am all of a sudden now with like this spiritual approach to how I'm doing it I still have this business minded sense that you couldn't beat out of me about like well You still have to dot all your eyes and cross all your T's. That's so cool. It's like a high vibrational spiritually conscious business Yes. yes. Which is funny, too, because being an entrepreneur while you're trying to be creative, I still feel like there's opposing forces there sometimes, you know, when you just want to enjoy what you're creating. And then all of a sudden you have this, you know, tinkering in the back of your head telling you, oh, but it's got to be like this and you got to do it that That's way. That's
0: true. I've learned a lot about that just at the yoga studio and I just want it to be all yoga, and then it's like, oh, but I really do have bills. Right, I gotta, like, <laughs> right, change right. hats, and that's hard, so I get that.
1: All of a sudden, like I'm like, I just want to make this all day, and I want to make one-of-a-kind pieces, and then I start seeing certain pieces that I do in repetition are more my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. They're starting to pay the bills. It's yes. make, turning me from a hobby into a business, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I do need to make more of those. Those are in demand, mm-hmm. and, and it's funny, too, because um, that word repetition, I, I keep feeling like it's in the air lately. You know, like Mm -hmm. um, I was told that the Greek word for excellence comes from the root of the word repetition. So to be excellent doesn't actually mean to be amazing at something. It just means that you've gotten to a point of repetition to where you're excellent at something. That is
0: so cool that you're saying that because through these podcasts Mm -hmm. and everyone that we're interviewing and talking to, that is one thing that keeps coming up we interviewed retta and when i say we it was kenny kenny's not here hi kenny we miss you hi kenny (laughs) um we interviewed retta and he was saying how you know people don't just get successful overnight it's like you commit to your craft and you keep showing up and you keep doing the work and like what you're saying repetition repetition behind you know all success stories is someone who's been working mostly right there well, are overnight successes. oh my god i mean mostly. when i think
1: back about that point Pitting in, time, in time too i mean i could still remember what it felt like to kind of be sort of small potatoes in the sense of like all you're doing or building your inventory honing your craft you know making it you know making product little by little making a sale here and there not really making any money at it but knowing that there's something there that's worth fighting for in order mm-hmm. to make this into a reliable business And then fast forward to where I am now, and sometimes I feel like I can't even keep up with what I'm doing, and I'm, like, living in a space where my soul is still catching up to my manifestation, my (laughs) physical. Like, I'm literally in it physically, but yet, somewhere along the way, I still feel like I'm watching somebody else out there, and she's still sort of running to be like, what happens when you get it all at once, though? Like no one ever, no one ever prepared you for that. And it happens, it happens. I believe it happens to everybody if you put in the repetition. Yes. There's, there's no other way for it to happen.
0: Right, right. It's like snowball effect. So are you continuing to dream and, and create and manifest right now? Or are you in a place where, of course you're still dreaming, but you're trying to soak in the present moment and maybe just pause for a minute?
1: That's a great question. And I say mainly because right now I'm really in the day to days. Mm-hmm. So I try to make time for myself now that the store is open. So, okay, so for our listeners, we've yeah. kind of changed timeline. So you went from Etsy
0: and then just like a quick, then we jumped to a boutique in Haiku, and now we're at the Monarch yeah, Collective like, it in was a, I
1: have a studio space in Haiku in the Puella Cannery. It's mm-hmm. right next door to Baked on Maui, and I'm in the Esky Flavor Gallery. Mickey's an old friend. We had a working relationship, and when he had his gallery empty, um, a friend of mine, Natasha, of Love Me Jewelry, we, we tapped him and just said, Hey, Mickey, what are you doing with that studio? And he was just kind of like, you know, I've had a lot of people asking me, and I don't know. And we said, rent it to us. So We cool. want it. We want to put our jewelry studio in there. We like mm-hmm. that there's a storefront. Uh, he is an amazing designer. The place was already outfitted, so it was really easy to just sort of walk in. And I kind of saw that as a lean startup. I don't know if you guys are kind of familiar with that term. I'm not Well, there's a book. I didn't read it. My friend Allie read it. And I remember when I was doing it, she told me, oh, you're doing a lean startup. I'm like, what's that? That sounds sounds great. Yeah. She goes, you know, you're not really putting any money into the build-out. You're just sort of moving in. And you're just kind of popping up. And you're just paying rent. And it's true. You know, I kind of... Nice transition. Yeah. A person already had the lease. They already had the place outfitted. The place looked amazing. All I had to do was move my stuff in and just watch it sell. And so was that luck or manifestation that was manifestation. (laughs) I've been wanting to be in that cannery for a very long time. I've been picturing it. I've been. Oh, yeah, that was more of like, um. Like I, I mean, I think I had like a physical response when I was in the cannery sometimes. Oh, so nice. I remember still when someone Natasha brought that to me and said, "Hey, did you notice like so such and such moved out of Mickey's Gallery?" I don't remember feeling a surprise. I just remember feeling like, a, "Oh, it's happening now." Oh, it's, you know? happening, like, oh, now. it's happening now. Yeah. Oh, well, let me get
0: my stuff. I'm all ready to move in. Like Thanks. I didn't put
1: that in the calendar yeah. I guess I should have <laughs> yeah, because it did. should have been happening exactly. any minute, you know, uh, as opposed yes. to me manifesting it years yeah. ago. Yeah. So. Um, okay, so so that ended up being hugely successful. It did. You know, yes. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, the Palela Cannery, it's a slower location. But, you know, to keep a really, um, again, a lean startup, a very low overhead, it's really easy for somebody like me to be able to make it over there. and it, Close to home,
0: make yep. your own hours, have your craft, still be able to be a mom. Yep. Do, One minute away from my house yeah, so, so I good. could
1: put the kids to bed and then just head on up there for a couple hours, blast the music and bang some more stuff out. It was in all honesty i mean it's really funny to be where i am now having another store because i'm like that was perfection when i look back at it and i'm like who messes with that who messes with that (laughs) why do we have this desire for more but it's human nature to want to grow and evolve and
0: expand agreed yes yeah so now let's talk a little bit about the monarch collective where we are and i've only been here for an hour and it's Poppin' people you gotta come over here it's a rainy people, day in too i was
1: not really expecting this is that. great but so the monarch collective was sort of born from this idea where perry and i puka perry she is uh one of my best friends and she and i had been talking for a long time you know she and she started out with you at la tarte that's how you met her right? actually perry and i met um, at the Maui Film Festival, she oh. was interning there. Oh, did you? But and, you hired
0: her, to right? Well, I was that
1: year. Latart was sponsoring the Maui Film Festival, so we were invited to a lot of those parties and whatnot. And I remember there happy one party where um, Lisa and Pete, my old bosses, couldn't make it, and they gave me and Allie tickets. We met Harry through Nancy Neola and the rest is history. I just remember. So cool. Somebody else we were hanging out with um, invited her to come. My friend Sammy invited her to come up to the rodeo with us. We all went and had so much fun at the rodeo. And I heard through the grapevine maybe uh, a week later that she was still on island. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought it was just an internship. And she was going back. And you know. I just I didn't waste any time I called her up right then and there and I offered her a job I was like I want so her
0: cool <sighs> so cool okay and now your business partners
1: yes yeah and so we became friends and it's really funny too because after I had kids we got really close mm-hmm. you know she became sort of you know like that special auntie in my kids Aww. life they just adore her and somewhere around that point she started helping me with making jewelry and and so it kind of started there she was already making some beautiful things with puka shells and shells and doing really interesting beading things right so it was really easy for me to sort of tap her and ask her hey I got some little extra work you want to help me out here and there and she helped me out and then eventually she moved to Kihei and it was at that point I think that her business just really took off you know? And you
0: can see her business at, at Puka Perry. Yes, I right. mean,
1: her Puka shell necklaces are and next again, level. They are, they're amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. She came up with this really specific sequence of laying out, you know, her shells that just has so much intention and so much love. And she even has this really amazing nonprofit called the Puka Project, where people can donate a Puka shell, and she will usually make a beautiful necklace for somebody in the community who's sort of in need of love, in need of healing. And it's so beautiful.
0: Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Perry, for that, because that is really special, and to have people like that in the community, it's really inspiring for yeah. all of us.
1: But anyway, she and I were just sort of, when it came to jewelry, we were kind of like little partners in crime. We were, you know, are we sharing a booth at the Waldorf or, Aww. you know, doing another trunk show here and there, and just kind of putting each other's name in the mix for something that, you know, like, um, yeah. Pop-ups just and Sharing the love. There there are things that she does that I can't do, Mm -hmm. and there are things that I do that she doesn't do. So it was really easy to just have somebody to be like, "No, but I got somebody for you to clients," and you know, we had a lot of crossover.
0: And then you guys just organically said, "Hey, let's let's create this collective
1: together." Yeah, I think that was just kind of born from the whole doing the whole wholesaling bit. You know, Mm -hmm. there's. Times of the year where you're really busy and you're waiting on orders to come in you know what your heavy sellers are going to be and sometimes the orders don't come in as fast or you know they don't repeat them as much and you're like okay I know what's selling why can't I just you know have a space where I can keep it stocked merchandise it the way I want to merchandise it show my line to its full effect and that was kind of how the monarch was born We wanted a space where we could each showcase our lines individually, not merchandised into other ones where, you know, when you go into a curated boutique, you look into a jewelry case and everybody's stuff is all kind of mixed together, Mm -hmm. you know. um, You want
0: to highlight the creator.
1: Yeah. We Mm -hmm. wanted to, not even the creator itself, but the collection sometimes Mm -hmm. itself. You know, I felt like the collection gets lost when you start dividing it up.
0: Okay, because the monarch is not just you and Perry you yeah. have brought in other designers we do. so who do yeah.
1: you have well we have Sunny the label in here she's amazing she's been living on Maui for a few years i know she was on Kauai before that and she does these beautiful silk rayon kimonos and slips <laughs> and they're beautiful they are they it's mm-hmm. i i think i need one in every color in my wardrobe to just to live in every day. Yeah, and I'm not saying that. I, mean, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, see I them? see them, they're yes, and I amazing. tried it on. It was they're amazing. Um, so she's doing those, and I love that she's also keeping her line super cohesive, you know, mm-hmm. like she's not just making one amazing slip. She's like, I'm going to make four amazing slips, you know, mm-hmm. and they're, that's, you know, a really heavy emphasis for her. Same with her kimono. She didn't just make one, you know, she made it. She made a cropped one, and, you know, they're just this yummy fabric. And, and
0: it has a... Um, a piece that a, an idea that weaves it together yes. yes yes there's a story yeah and that's what I like about being in here it feels like you're you're celebrating the artist and each each story that the artist is bringing right what they want to communicate
1: right you know I mean and that's really funny when it comes to branding too. the way that your brand is something that's sort of an extension of you you know like it's not really you although you're in it you know especially yes. nowadays with marketing you know yes. it's really huge to be a part of your brand and to put your face in it yes but sometimes there's others hi like me if you look at my Instagram you might see my hands every now and then maybe my face one wanted I don't know 40 pictures on my story a little bit more a little more, a little more. but um but yeah. Your Instagram
0: I, I, is beautiful. Thank you. Your pictures, you're very artistic. I always thank res- you. It's very dreamy.
1: <laughs> it's very ethereal. I do have a lot of fun with a layout. Uh-huh. I, I put a lot of intention into that too. That's good. Yeah. And if I can't find a layout that works for me, I'd rather not post than feel this urge that like, well it's Instagram and I have to. No.
0: Right. I no, got caught I, up in that, that matrix and I've I've since let that go. It's a good lesson. So let's say there is a listener right now, um, and they're inspired by your story. What kind of advice would you give to a designer, a mom, or anyone just kind of figuring out? Like, I want to do this, but time is is an obstacle. Money's an obstacle. What advice, with all your spiritual knowledge at this point and the power of manifestation, everything that you've learned? What advice would you now give someone who's listening, who who maybe is still in the beginning of that journey?
1: Embrace change. Mm. Breathe into it. Breathe into it. There are times I feel like when we kind of hold tight to wanting to keep things the same or wanting to slow things down, wanting, you know, more time, wanting, you know, additional moments... Wanting, You know, just all those things that you feel like you need In order for you to continue Or build, you know, this You know, like, oh, well I I need family here to help me with my kids Otherwise I can't put any time into this, you know There's a lot of things I think I've said along the way And yet here I find myself Still at this point, having still no family Here on this island, and yet I think I said those words I don't know, a hundred times But you've made it happen But somehow I still made it happen It just happened a little slower And now I'm embracing the slow because the slow is a gift. The slow is a gift. It's a huge gift. Yeah, you said
0: something to me recently that really resonated. You said to me sometimes when you achieve your dreams it's almost anticlimactic that you have to really enjoy the unfolding.
1: Yeah, and I the love presence. that. Yes. Well, it's funny cuz the process. Feel like, yeah, yeah, the um Maybe two years ago, I remember having a New Year's resolution to find balance in my life. And that I think came from having the kids and the job and the kids and the creative, and you know. And by the end of the year, I still remember that just through doing, you know, my meditation and sort of that affirmation of balance, all of a sudden, I just remember one meditation, it changed i just remember i opened up my eyes and i wasn't saying balance anymore i was saying presence
0: mm, and i
1: still power of meditation the power of meditation isn't so it funny true. when your mantra changes without you giving the intention of trying to find a change mm-hmm. um anyway it changed and the word became presence and i realized that we don't really for me in that moment And i still don't know where i feel about this for long run but balance became kind of an illusion mm. because you know Things are always changing And I had to keep embracing the change So by embracing the change And living in the moment And being truly present in the moment I was enjoying it without ever feeling like I had A lack of something Right, that's good
0: Because you're not like what's gonna happen next it's just like this is where I'm at and this is perfect in what it is
1: like the state of achieving balance told me that I've had to be unbalanced so to be unbalanced told me that I had either too much of one thing or lack of one thing and I didn't want to be living in a moment of feeling any lack anymore or feeling like I had too much anymore so the only way to feel that was to be in the present Ooh,
0: that's a okay this is (laughs) I like that I think this is a good place to end because that is a powerful <laughs> that yeah that's like a that powerful note. that is beautiful words of wisdom and a powerful thought See, for I all mean, of I'm gonna to seep meditate in on, on myself today, yeah, yeah I'm going to integrate on that <laughs> um Nicole I love you so much I you, and I love our families they love each other and Brian and Mila and Riley it's just the cutest family I love your jewelry I'm your biggest fan and I really appreciate I'm I know your how- biggest fan thank like you. I mean you
1: making this happen even right now just having this conversation is sort of surreal I know it's, it's a little bit fun. of like yes like our souls will catch up with us tomorrow and and uh- <laughs> sorry but I'm never caught up in the room yes
0: <laughs> this was really special thank you for letting me be here thank and for I love me be you of I
1: love you too Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll catch you on the next one.